hope the future generations can get this urge Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds, uh Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Nerds Around, Creator Series. It's your host, Sebastian. Anybody tone from across the hall. And today we have an awesome creator with us who not only has written a book about helping freelancers out there, he's also written some great comic books and everything. Um, he's also the artist behind Big Boss, the creator behind Big Boss. He's worked on Camouflage. Please welcome Christian Alawash. Thanks, Sebastian and Tony. For um, those who don't know, you just give a brief history of who you are, um, an introduction and everything. So go right ahead, jump right into that question. A uh, Romanian-born Canadian artist and writer living in New York. So uh, in my uh, ex- experience, I've, I've had two companies. I had a sole proprietorship that was a small press when I first started as a, a professional artist. This was in 2002. And, uh, and then I later registered a corporation that did business as Masterpiece Art School. Uh, and I closed that. That was both those companies were in Canada, but I, I closed that those when I moved. And uh, the the course, uh, the website for courses is still online at masterpieceartschool.com. And uh, and then I've been a freelancer all these years as well. So I've done a lot of uh, different types of artistic work. I've worked a lot with comics, where we know mm-hmm. each other from. And I've also done a lot of group and solo art shows, fine art. I've done large paintings, uh, murals. Um, what else? I've, I've done sculptures, um, you know, a, a broad range of uh, creative experience. I've done some ghost writing and editing for books, but I typically reserve the writing to my own personal projects. I've produced a short live action film based on my graphic novel, Big Boss. A gun for hire, um, and I've directed another short, and you know, so I'm kind of like I like to think of myself as a bit of a Renaissance man, you know. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm, definitely. Yes. I, I was thinking that, like you were, as you were describing all these things. I was thinking, oh yeah, modern day Re- Renaissance man, and just kind of, uh, you know, a little bit from what I gathered from from what you're reading, just all the things you've learned along the way to kind of just hone your craft and be that freelancer. So yeah, I totally get it. Totally see it. Yeah. Like I write in it's a living, the book about freelancing uh, for, for, you know, for, for people that are interested in freelancing. I write that, that basically I use the freelancing to support my other endeavors. Big Boss is an interesting some story that you've created as comic. Um, and it's interesting to see that you took advantage of Instagram too, as a platform for the comic. Um, what made you want to utilize Instagram as a means to publish um, the comic out there? Yeah, well, thanks for, for noticing that part of uh, the book because it, it's one of the aspects that make it unique. So I started it in uh, 2016, very late in 2016. And over the course of 13 months, I posted one panel each day on Instagram. And the reason I chose Instagram at the time, 2016, that's five years ago, Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of, it was a hot, hotter platform, you know, and and I was looking at different uh, venues and I think Webtoons at the time wasn't uh, as lively. Yeah. So uh, I figured Instagram and I liked the square format because I come from an animation background. That's one of the things I didn't mention was I I studied uh, animation in college and creative writing and art history uh, in university. So uh, 
so I love the fact that all the panels were square and that to me was a challenge kind of like storyboarding. I thought, you know, it's like a film only square. And in my mind at the time, I, I glorified it as like, I, I thought like square is the new format, you know, like <laughs> for the future <laughs> of everything. So, uh, so I had to be actually very creative in laying out the panels for uh, storytelling effect when it came to the printed book, you know, so I laid it out. So it's, you know, not all the pages are square. Yeah. Uh, some, some are larger. Sometimes there's like two at the top and one big one, and then sometimes six on a page. Um, so, and they alternate mostly in that, in that way. And, you know, so, yeah, so that was the reason that I chose uh, Instagram was just that it was, it was popular, still popular now, but now like everything online, it's more ads. <laughs> yeah. Know, everything everything has so ads on it. Ads. That's how they appear. you. Definitely. But I want to showcase some of the art for Big Boss, which we see a poster behind you. But we have this right here. I wanted to showcase the line work that you did there and the expressions and everything. Um, I also found this interesting that you, the text, you did it all by hand, right? Yes. Now, there's. I don't know if you're going to pull up another image later, but it's funny uh, because the process for this, I started traditionally with, uh, you know, a pen and ink. And this is what this is. And then about a third into the comic, I switched to the tablet and I never turned back. Mm -hmm. And through both of them, I hand lettered everything. And this I did traditionally. And, uh, and then the other ones I did on the, on the tablet. So yeah, everything's hand lettered. But there are two processes, you know, traditional and then digital. And what's really cool about, because I was reading it on uh, my phone, because I tried doing it through the computer, but it just didn't load right. So I'm reading on the phone, like these types of these types of images you have just like pop up right on your phone, right in your face. So you really get the attention of the reader. Thank you. I I, I absolutely uh, love this sequence that this panel is from. It's this car chase, and it was like the highlight of my experience because I kind of choose projects you know, that I'm interested in. So, you know, when this, when I, when I was scripting it and the sequence came uh, up that there would be a, a, you know, a highway chase scene, I thought, man, I had so much fun uh, <laughs> with it. And this, you know, this is just one of the shots. I, I, I think here he, he's driving alongside this limo that uh, has Dr. a Simeon, right? attached to it. Yeah. And then he, he points and shoots through his own window to, to the limo to try to kill the cyborg. Out of scenes I've seen drawn in comics, um, when it comes to Hitman, you and Scott Burnett have drawn my favorite scenes because this is actually one of my most favorite scenes right here. When I saw it, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I see where you because I guess like you had to appreciate it just that camera angle that you captured right there. It just, it tells a lot in the story and it's the, the inking work and everything, the tones, it's just, it's just fantastic. And then the way how you captured the speed lines right there. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm really <laughs> flattered. I'm really, really flattered. Thanks. Yeah, no, you, you definitely get it. Like as you're, so when I was reading through it, you kind of, it feels like it was meant to be swiped up 
like just swiping through what you're, you know, through the history of the whole thing, just swiping through and getting the whole action sequence, not just reading left to right, you know, left to right through down turning pages, just sweep, just sweeping, swiping with the phone and you're getting that action sequence of the speech of the speed car chase. So yeah, man, that was, that's really cool using the medium of Instagram and how we interact with it to create, you know, another texture of experiencing the story. So it's really cool. Thanks. And in, in its own way, although it's different than Webtoon because with Webtoon you scroll down, but if you scroll for a while to the bottom <laughs> of uh, my Instagram, uh, then you can scroll up and read it. Now, um, I've cleaned up the Instagram since because I used to have like some other things before. So everything mm -hmm. is like clean now and it's really easy to access. The only difference is I rewrote and touched up some scenes, you know? Uh, so you're seeing like the very first version that's not in the printed book. And I want to point out to your creativity too, because there was another scene that I wanted to pull up. The last one from Big Boss was to showcase your creativity of how a lot of times when we're seeing people remember stuff, you would never think to draw a past image into someone's head like that. And I was like, this was to me, this captured it. This was just fantastic. Like it's usually like a bubble on the side somewhere. And I, what was the creative direction that you were going with this when you were having her remember something? Uh, just, it's kind of like a Will Eisner sort of thing. So when I chose this format, I was thinking of old storytelling techniques. And, and I wanted, that's why I chose initially the traditional pen and ink because I wanted to tap into that creatively. And then this is, this, I, I mean, you know, I appreciate it, but there's nothing new here. This has been done in uh, famously in one, that one of those Batman ones where there's like a silhouette of Batman's head and then, and then uh, inside the silhouette of his head is like the alleyway, you yeah. know? So uh, it's, it's not new, but um, I wanted, I just had this vision with, with this, you know, with her looking forward so I'm just kind of using these old techniques, basically. Which is, I think it's 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 cool. You're paying homage to old techniques because at the end yeah. of the day, um, what's new for people, like it's always going to be new for people. Mm -hmm. And like you're right, there are scenes that we've seen in older comics that we don't really remember because a lot of people don't use those techniques anymore. And for you to use that technique, I think it speaks volumes of that just that one panel itself. When especially when I was looking, I was like, "Oh, this caught my eye." I like how everything was captured. The next series, Camo. Um, how did you get involved with um, the team of Camo? This uh, again, we spoke before. This was uh, example of commercial work, working with the team, and you were the artist behind it. But you also got to help with lettering and some of the art direction. So, how did you, you know, how did that come to play for you in Camo and all that? Well, Cam was a, a fun uh, a project because it's more mainstream than this. Now, one of the things that I could mention about uh, Big Boss and the panels that you, you chose to show is going into it, because I knew it was Instagram, I did kind of was hoping that you could take any given panel like this and mm -hmm. almost make it like a Liechtenstein, you know, like those classic, you know, enlarged panels and you could put it on a shirt or something and it could stand alone. So I was kind of as a vi visual artist, as a painter and fine artist that I consider myself to be, I was hoping that you, you could choose them like that. And, and I, so I do again, appreciate that you kind of uh, isolating each piece. 
Um, with camo, I've worked with Doug Stevenson uh, for for many years. Like years ago, 2009, I, I drew a bunch of cartoons for him as he was trying to get a series syndicated. It was kind of a far side, yeah. like one, one, one drawing per uh, idea. And uh, we put a book together and he pitched it to a number of newspapers and it just kind of fizzled. So um, 2009, you know, as I was a freelancer um, and I guess I really satisfied that client because, <laughs> you know, I think 2018, he came back to me. So, uh, you know, almost nine, nine years later, he didn't forget about me and he had this, uh, this uh, project. Uh, to to create camouflage so he wrote the story um and i you know he told me how to design the characters because they have a certain look okay. uh, the main character is japanese so he looks more manga style and the the other uh, lead character she's native american so she's kind of got a pocahontas type look which he asked me to to design that way and, uh, and then the composition of the, the layouts of the pages, that's all me. He totally trusted me with, with everything because cool. he didn't have experience with that. Mm -hmm. so, so there was a couple of pages where I, I remember he was trying to tell a complicated uh, sequence and he only wrote it in like three panels, but I broke it down into about six, I think. Yeah. And, you know, nice. What I love to do, and I think it's one of my strong suits when it comes to comic book layout, is directional stuff. You know, like you come into the page nice and easy, and you you, you go out, and you're compelled to flip. You know, so yeah. so I, I did that, and you know, uh, he was always very happy. And then, so we have a very good working relationship. You mentioned it about it being about activism. Um, was that part of the pitch for this? And that did that help? You know, kind of bring you in and want to be involved with this project. Well, absolutely. I think it's like very. Uh, it's a positive thing for children. You know, mm -hmm. and it is uh, written down to a younger age group, but you know, adults can enjoy it too for the art and uh, the message. And I like that it's positive. I, I love Doug. He's well-meaning. And uh, so I just, you know, first it was actually just working with Doug. Yeah. You know, uh, that was like the main thing. Um, and it was a long-term project. And that's one of the things that appealed to me again, because as a freelancer, you know, the older I get and the more I, I get into my career, the more I, I don't look for these one-off little projects and, and I'm looking to build relationships. And then when I, when I manage to satisfy someone that they come back and then I have that relationship with them, you know, I try to make the most of it and, you know, I try to over deliver each time and, and, but yeah, it's a great message. And there's at the back of each issue, there are uh, crossword puzzles and, Things like I that. thought so that was cool that you guys did that. That was yeah. really cool. What advice would you give those people who are looking to get more work like that in comics and working with teams and building relationships? Uh, right. I think earlier you also asked about like kind of what I handled on, on the project. So, so yeah, so I did the art, but I also uh, supervised the coloring. So I worked with uh, mm -hmm. Edgar Ars uh, from, um, uh, from South America and uh, 
and I've met him. He's come to the New York Comic Con, so he stayed here with me. So uh, uh, he he's fantastic, super professional. So I, there was very little to change from from him, but you know, if there was tweaks, I handled that, and then I I, I did the layout and and the lettering. Uh, okay. So I kind of worked as art director um, on that. So um, in putting together a team, I think Doug was really lucky to have met <laughs> me because I, I have a lot of experience. Um, he just kind of, he came with the idea and I even uh, helped him edit the script. And, and you know, in the early drafts, I, I asked certain questions about character and, and plot that helped him, you know, uh, put together a good script, you know? So uh, I, 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 by no means did I write it, but you know, I asked questions. Uh, so, um, so yeah, so I put together the team and, and uh, there's not often a lot of projects where I get that opportunity. Good. Because often if, if I'm bidding on projects online, I, I'm just hired as an illustrator Right now, what I look for mostly when I freelance is I look for illustration jobs or sometimes painting jobs. Like around uh, Christmas, I had a, a pretty big commission. I was uh, two oil paintings, uh, portraits of family uh, members. And uh, so I kind of switched uh, gears to that. But typically, what's easy for me to get is comic book uh, projects, even though they're very, very competitive, more so in the last, uh, since COVID, because a lot oh, more the, the creatives are yeah. unemployed, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's, it, you know, but the, and the rates have all, always been tough with that uh, field. So I'm kind of in a good area. I feel like very lucky because one, I have a lot of experience, which helps. And, um, I'm reliable. Uh, I'm not like, I don't look at uh, freelancing as like a, a side gig. It's actually my primary gig. It's like what, you know, no, what's his, what uh, I make my living from. So, so I'm available all the time. You build go rapport with people. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, I was going to add that, like, for example, uh, there's a client that I, I just before this call, I, I was, I did three little illustrations. That's part of a, a project. And she's kind of on, on a budget. She was on a budget last time. She's, she's new. But in the summer when, you know, with COVID and stuff, it was maybe a little competitive. But I saw her post on Upwork. And I saw that on Upwork, it, it says how much she spent. So she spent over $200,000 on <laughs> work on Upwork. So I, I thought to myself, like, if I get her... <laughs> you know, and I knock it out of the park, you know, then she'll come back to me always. So uh, that's what I did. And, and, you know, she, she has, she's always got a strict budget. Even with this, I, I, she gave me, she said what her budget was. And then I, I countered with double. She said, I can't do double. So I have to, I don't want to lose her. So I just took it. And it turned out that it's, it's a lot easier, you know, uh, it's going quicker and there's little changes. So I'm in either I'm in tune and and I'm lucky and she's good, you know, and, and, and I think maybe she's a good mediator that like the authors that I'm illustrating for, uh, she probably preps them, you know, like to go like, look, you know, this okay. is the budget. Don't be yeah. too picky, you know, but 
I mean, I try to do a nice job. So, uh, so the point is that that's what I look for. And trust me, like I way overperformed initially <laughs> and she didn't forget me. I mean, you, you, that's, and again, that's about with um, building that rapport. Like they're going to, people are going to remember that, but you've also written a book. Yes. You're yeah. right. And you talk about being a freelancer. The name of the book, it's, it's a living surviving as a freelancer in the 21st century, the ultimate guide to success for artists and creative professionals. So tell us about the book, what led you to the creation of the book and what did you want to get across to the readers who pick up this book? I wanted to write an autobiography initially. <laughs> um, and it was a long process. I, I remember the day that I, that I decided I was going to do it. I, I, it was I mean, three years ago. And it took me three years to, to write this book uh, between other projects. But initially it started as a biography that I was going to title, uh, If You Don't Know Me By Now, <laughs> which is based on a, an old uh, uh, Melvin and the Blue Notes song. If you don't know me by now, you will never, never, okay. never know me. I'm going to have to look like that one up. Melvin and the Blue Notes. It's like the swan song of my career. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what I was going to call it. Um, so I started writing it and then uh, it was just kind of like, you know, when people initially start writing, uh, uh, it's just kind of like memories that are really exciting to you. Yeah. Um, and uh, like conquests uh, of different sorts. And uh, so then as it grew and then I, I, I joined a, several uh, meetups, writing groups, and I met other authors and, uh, and I did a lot of research about writing and marketing, um, it, it morphed into something that uh, could kind of, as from a marketing aspect, to bring people to me, to learn about me through offering something beneficial, you know, uh, like my experience. So I decided over, the, over, over time of uh, writing it and editing it to, to focus it on my freelancing career, you know? And then through that, um, I could exercise my writing skills by elaborating on, on certain areas uh, of my career and, and to some extent, even my personal life, because I, you'll see in some of the chapters that, you know, I, I not only discuss like selling, which is kind of in the, mostly in the middle of the book, but, Early on, I talk about foundation, as so I talk about and write about my background and and how important a strong foundation as an artist, as a creative person is, you know, and whatever tools you want to uh, gain for yourself and sharpen for yourself. So, um, and then I talk about like uh, your, your, your regiment, uh, exercise, diet. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the way I run my freelancing career is I run it like an athlete you know I feel like you know I have to be in tip-top shape I exercise every day obsessively um I eat close to like the same meal you know I yeah. have donuts on, uh, on the weekend <laughs> those are the cheat days <laughs> yeah. you know I talk about like how to maintain relationships yeah um, so that's like the more kind of uh personal stuff uh, you know how because it's I don't know those are important to me because I kind of I at my best I'm a machine you know and then uh, yeah so I, then I go into uh, uh, selling and uh, and then I uh, cap 
uh, the book in the last couple of chapters with kind of how to sustain your career. So there's kind of spiritual elements about living uh, as a creative person. And, uh, and then it gets kind of philosophical, I think, uh, in that last chapter. So, and, and, and then the last chapter, which is called uh, Apollo's Prisoner, I feel it's like my most creative chapter. So, uh, so it's, you know, and then I, I'm growing as a, as a writer. So, I, and I consider that seriously, you know, the mm-hmm. writing aspect, like the words I choose. I wanted to get on with, with chapter two because in chapter two, it talks about some of your, you talk about some of your failures and learning from them. Yeah. Um, you go deep into those moments um, and those feelings of what you felt at that time. How was it for you revisiting that point in your life to help draw inspiration with writing this chapter? Well, yeah, chapter two, I write about this book launch. Uh, it was a really uh, kind of traumatic time in my life. (laughs) Um, I mean, I just started and I was like as as much as a street artist as you can imagine. You know, when you picture like, you know, the cliche of like an artist kind of hustling, you know, with his, yeah, with his portfolios or like paintings under his arm, running up and down the street, trying to get a gallery show, trying to hustle, have, you know, broke, you know. Yeah. That was me in Ottawa, Canada. You painted that picture. I got it. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, reading yeah. it. And I'm like, yo, this guy is hustling down the street with the cards of booze. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was intense. And, and I loved every minute uh, because I, I, I was excited. I was starting something new and I knew that I was planting uh, seeds for something that I guess, you know, it's still ongoing, still growing. So, um, so yeah, to, to revisit that, um, yeah, it was it was a book launch that um, that was for this gallery, and uh, and then it, there was going to be a delay because uh, you know his his gallery wasn't making that much money, so he's like, you know what, let's slow this process down, uh, and uh, uh, but I, I was keen on making something. So it was, and it was my, well, it was kind of half his idea, <laughs> but uh, I had some of my own ideas, but I was dead broke and I wanted to, uh, to publish something. And I had registered a, a sole proprietorship, uh, a small press. So I was printing chapbooks and hand sewing like these, um, you know, books and going to small book fairs. That, and that cover like that. must have been intense. I remember you, when you talk about in the process of finding the paper yeah. and the stock yeah. and the canvas for the, because you did the individual paintings and all those covers, that yeah. must have been, you know, well, it's your own thing and you're creating it, but also that process of like just working, just doing it. <laughs> it was like that. And I, and I hope you did feel like the, the kind of uh, the, the out of breath aspect uh, of like, you know, leading. I felt out of breath. (laughs) yeah, Cause that's how I felt, man. It was like, I thought I was 25 at the time. And I thought I was the day that I was scheduled to have the, uh, the book launch. I thought I was going to have a heart attack in, uh, in, in downtown Ottawa because I was running around so much. And, uh, uh, but yeah, so it was, it was, it wasn't traumatic in, in revisiting it. If anything, it was like, it was therapeutic, you know? Um, it, was, it was also, 
in through the editing, like, cause I was so stressed and I didn't know how to, to handle uh, business situations and I screwed up, you know, and I got, you know, I got shut down uh, the day of the launch and then I, I had to kind of reconvene. Uh, but that was extremely like, you know, earth shattering to me. And then, and I knew it was my mistake the whole time, but at the beginning, I, I, you know, I knew that's what I had to say. And in revisiting it so, so many times over the years, and then in, in writing about it, um, it really, I came to terms with it a lot more. And I remember taking it uh, to, uh, to workshops, uh, writing workshops, and, you know, I didn't come across that favorable, you know, because I mean, I, I kind of, Flipped out on on uh, on the, uh, the 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 lady I was partnered with to to do the book launch, and you know I was stressed and I flipped out in one scene, and uh, you know somebody called me out. They said like you seem kind of like a jerk, you know, and so then I had to also try to add some lines of like to explain that like look I, I was you know I was stressed. I had to kind of justify so me as like an author in a nonfiction, I have to be somewhat likable. And that's, that's actually, <laughs> that's a challenging part for me personally, because I feel like uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes I, my, my language is brash, you know? Yeah. It's like, I take it now though, that there are lessons that you've learned from, because these are lessons that has helped you build your career where it's at today. Yeah. How to deal with people and everything too now. And it's like being able to revisit that. It's kind of like, um, when you were talking about in the chapter, um, to again, um, how, when you first went for the animation job. Oh, and, before, uh, before, before we get, get to the, that, yeah. before we get to the, I wanted to ask you a question though. So, you you know you have that whole event with 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 I think Anna Anna and you get shut down but then you you're able to and you have your relationship with the graphic designer of the interior books you do yeah. you do have the launch at the cafe looking yeah. back now do you would you know if you can choose and knowing what would happen would you still do it at the original venue or the cafe was where it always should have been Ooh, um, <laughs> no, the cafe is where it should have always been. But it's funny because it's like life is always like that, I think. Like you really have to aim as high as possible and fall. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because where you fall is never going to be at the bottom of the mountain. It's always going to be like just, you know, the worst halfway, you know? So that's the only way to, to really grow. And I felt like, you know, like by the time, you know, a week later when we coordinated the, the show at, at the cafe, Cafe de Caf uh, in Ottawa, I mean, I was exhausted. I it was like, I was like, it was, it was perfect. It was like a smaller space. It was like filled. <laughs> uh, it's the beauty of a smaller space. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and it felt like destined you know like it i felt more at home it was more natural i i had done shows there before mm -hmm. i had booked a band uh, before nice 
Yeah, I wanted to definitely talk about the animation. Like, again, it, it was another example you gave in this chapter that you didn't get it the first time around. You worked different jobs. You were hustling again. Um, four, four. Four yeah. jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Four yeah. jobs. Four, the four. <laughs> four jobs. What advice would you give to people who like feel like they haven't reached their 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 job yet the, the, or like feel like they failed like what advice would you give to them for going through those um failures going through those um periods of lessons well in my particular case i mean i, I wrote in the book and admitted that when i came back from university i was cocky so before university i you know i studied animation and then immediately got work in animation studios and then then I went away, uh, would work on breaks and stuff. And then when I came back, I was real cocky. And uh, um, you know how like when you're in a, in a studio or work environment, it's totally acceptable mm -hmm. for everybody to, to like- Just, just talk smack. smack. On yes. The job, yes. You know? yeah. so, so they're all like, you know, everybody says, uh, oh, this is the worst. This is the worst job ever. <laughs> so, so at that studio, uh, everybody's saying like the scripts here suck, you know, like, you know, every, like, you know, like, the, you know, it's just their stupid shows, you know? Uh, so then, so then, so I came and I, I was like studying creative writing and so, so, so I chimed in, but I didn't have a job yet. So they said the scripts suck. I said, yeah, I could totally write a better script blindfolded, but then the director's standing behind me. It's like, you know, whoever, who's that guy? He doesn't work here. And he's not going to work here. So, so I didn't get work for a long time because uh, I kind of mouthed it off with the rest of the guys. It was a mistake. And uh, so I had to uh, humble myself. The thing <laughs> that you should try to avoid is to not drive yourself mad. <laughs> um, you know, because I was silly. Like, you know, uh, the reason I had all these jobs was, you know, I came back from school, I moved back with my dad and my dad's like, well, you know, get a job. So I got four of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nuts, you know? Um, so, uh, that's, so don't do it like me, kind of, you know? Um, uh, try to be wise. I think uh, there's a lot, there's people that, the way I, sorry, this is kind of convoluted and a little sputtery, no, but uh, this is the way I, I would recommend people plan it. Plan it like Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> okay? <laughs> Shawshank Redemption is a film uh, from uh, the 90s. Yes. And uh, in it, he's uh, uh, he digs a hole, an escape hole behind a poster for years and years. So, you know, if you can, if you have the willpower to put your nose down, work at some job, you know, save up, do your research, you know, build whatever it is, a portfolio or a body of work, you know, and then, then go at it full throttle, you know, with a little bit of smarts and savings, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but, and then also not willing to go back because there, there might be a ground zero, but at that point you should never go back, <laughs> never go back. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, so that's, that's the key, but like, or 
<laughs> just fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> but chapter five is probably the most significant chapter because of it's really interesting, especially now in this age of COVID where everyone's had to make that shift to digital. Because, I mean, like I said, you and I met at shows. Um, we know the shows are not really around. It's like having to adapt. So chapter five is pretty, it's literally called freelancing online. So um, how's that been a transition for you, um, seeing that you've had some of that experience already before with dealing with Fiverr and Upwork? How's that experience been? And what would you recommend to people? And you can well, also me- cover those templates too that you want to go ahead, go right ahead. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I wanted to offer something valuable for people listening. Um, so I'll, I'll talk, I'll, I'll go through my template, uh, you know, kind of uh, condensed. So uh, for me, to answer your, your first question, for me, the COVID didn't affect me at all, except for like socializing <laughs> and the culture. I mean, the reason I moved to, to New York was for the culture and the networking, you know, I built friendships and things. So, so I, I, the, those first few months, I didn't see uh, many people. It was only through in the summer that I started to uh, kind of have little get togethers. So like everybody else, um, but because I've been working online and from home, nothing's changed. And I was lucky too, because right when it started, I had a couple of big projects. I was actually fill it, fish, finishing uh, the third issue of Camouflage and I had another contract for an animation for uh, a publisher. And then there was a moment where I was like, I had no work, but I wasn't worried. I had like some savings and, uh, and I just trusted myself. That's what I do. I, I trust myself, you know, as long as my heart is beating, you know, and, and I, you know, like I got a meal in me, you know, I'm, I'm good, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. So this is from, from the book. Uh, this is what I use as a template that I've used for, years and that refined. So I'll read it through and then I'll go through it a little bit. So this is my template that I customize. I, I say, hi, I am perfect for your project as this is my specialty. You can see similar work attached. I'm available to start ASAP and complete within a few business days. Please choose me to begin today. Thank you. Christiana Alawash. So it's very simple, but then I stretch it out. So I use this template and then I stretch it out. Like, like for example, I, I, I always say I'm perfect because that's my thing. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, you guys ever watch wrestling as a kid? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you remember Mr. Perfect? Perfect, perfect in every way. Yes. <laughs> I always love him, you know, because he's like perfect, you know? So that's my thing. But I look at it like uh, it's a perfect match, you know, like it's like it's a match made in heaven. So, you know, and then I but I customize it. So it's like if a project is for like a, a mascot design, I say, like, I'm perfect for your mascot, you know, mouse design project, you know, like so it's specific. I read the instructions, you know, and then and then I always keep the it's my specialty because that's always my specialty. You know, like I wouldn't bid, I wouldn't waste. The, per, the client's time, you know, with, if I wasn't meant for this. And I don't, I don't yeah. bid on stuff that I'm not, even if I'm qualified, if, if that's not my focus in my career right now, yeah. unless like everything else is dry, you know, um, and if I'm not passionate about it, if I don't, if I can't visualize myself completing that, like, you know, 
to a home run status, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to just pass, you know, you can see similar work attached or sometimes I rarely uh, send links because in these websites, you don't send yeah. links, you know, um, it's, it's tough to like quote them on and people can't, unless it's like yeah. a digital format. So, but on, on some websites like guru, I have portfolios with like, you know, just mascots or just illustrations, just comic book stuff, you know, uh, kids illustrations, you know? So sometimes I'll just attach those. If I feel like that has, you know, all the images. Where can we find a book for anybody who wants to look for the book? Where can we find it? What are some good sites that we can go um, to that you recommend for purchasing the book? Well, uh, it's on Amazon. This is the paperback, which feels great. I love the paperback. There is a hardcover. Uh, it's more expensive, but it's phenomenal. It has a dust jacket. It's freaking. It's it's wonderful. Um, and then there's like uh, um, the uh, the Kindle, and uh, the Kindle is in color. The paperback and the hardcover are in black and white inside. Just a heads up. But right. it prints well. Well, I definitely recommend it for freelancers because you did cover a lot of great stuff that we wanted to try to touch up on in the book, such as you know you do talk about having to deal with figuring out like scam jobs through being a freelancer you do touch up on you know what to look for when bidding which i think these are great tool it's a great tool for a freelancer to have in their library so um again definitely um guys check out the link the link will be in the description um Christian, even that uh before you go and even that just that note of you know repeat business like you over deliver yeah. And you yeah. show that you're perfect, that someone's going to come back to you. And you mentioned that, you know, two times with the project manager woman and also working with Camo, like, like easily just projects because you did so well in the initial job. And that just leads, leads to more business because it's always, you yeah. know, good to keep a repeat customer and then getting a brand new one. <laughs> so we want to say, we want to point out to make sure to check out Big Boss on Instagram. Check out Camo, Camouflage, you can find on Webtoons. Go to Amazon to pick up the the book. The book will it's be a the, living. It's a living. This won't uh, be the last book. This I'm won't assuming, be the last right? book. No. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm writing. I'm editing one now. Do follow up. Now, question: What are some future projects that we can see from Christian coming out in 2021 that you can share with us right now? Give them. Oh, that's a great question. I was thinking of serializing the new book, but I. I want to do a thorough edit first, you know, before I start uh, serializing it. So this is planned for this year. Like at the end of the year, by the end of the year, it'll be in ideally in print. Uh, and I would like to serialize it like the sooner the better. And um, right now I've got a lot of projects on, on the burner. Uh, I have a couple of educational books that, huh? that are, adaptations of the courses that I used to do at uh, when I had my brick and mortar in Canada. So I was looking that, uh, that I, I had um, these curriculums, you know, on the agenda is I, I want to do a course on life drawing, which I value mm -hmm. very, very much. Yeah. And, um, and then I'll, I'll, so I'll, there'll be a video course on Udemy and Skillshare for the life drawing one. And then I, as I'm doing that, I'm going to prep it. So I have uh, a, pr a printed uh, educational book 
of that subject, life drawing, and then uh, one of cartooning at least. I've got at least three books that I'm working on this year. Awesome. So nice. we're going to have links for those and, um, and definitely keep you guys posted. Definitely follow Christian online. Christian, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Big Boss Comic. Facebook, just Facebook me, you know. Um, I have uh, I have a couple of websites, but, you know, they're just like, <laughs> it's like there's nothing really to see, just like links to my books and my courses. Masterpieceartschool.com. There's, uh, there's links to courses there. So that's more useful because it's like links to the courses. Uh, but my personal website, csa1.ca, it just kind of lists my books. We want to thank you for coming on. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. I really had fun, guys. Good, good. And that's we'll the whole you. point. We just want you to have a good time uh, and have a, have a fun, have a good time. <laughs> it was so relaxing. I really liked it. Thank you again. Yeah. So, guys, this has been your boy, Sebastian. Anyway, Tone from Across the Hall. <laughs>